Undeniable Johnny Goldsmith, J.U. Wrestle Talk, and TWG1991 require your undivided attention for however long this takes. Welcome to Snapbacks and Beards. Your discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Guess who's back? Back again. No, it's not Eminem. It's a little bit less interesting than that. It is Snapbacks and Beards, your favourite trio. I am your host <laughs> for the evening. <laughs> I am your host for the evening, J.E. WrestleTalk. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic two co-hosts. First off, we've got TWG1991. Stu, how are you doing on this Sunday evening of recording? It is. Uh, I'm all good. All good, Jay. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good, buddy. I cannot complain. And as always, we do have a third, and his name is undeniable Johnny Goldsmith. Johnny, how are you doing tonight? I'm all good, man. Yeah, good to see you again. Good to see you. I hear uh, your uh, your local football team have drawn uh, drawn a big game. Yeah, um, yeah, big old Sunderland have drawn a little team called Newcastle United, and uh, you know it's a little day out for the non-league fodder. Um, yeah it's uh whew, that's that's a big uh, big game mm. uh the thing is it's one of those games where if they don't win it is quite bad for them they have you know i'm expecting to get beat and it's just just enjoy the day please and just you know go for it because like mm. what else you, you know you sit back against a team like that just go for it yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely absolutely yeah. well Enough of the football talk. Uh, we are here <laughs> to talk about wrestling, so we will do just that. And we're going to start things a little bit differently this week. I took to Instagram to ask you lovely listeners if you had any questions that you wanted answered on the podcast. And we got a few responses, so we're going to go through and uh, answer these questions now. Some of them will have longer answers, some of them will have shorter answers, and a couple of them I might direct directly at one or the other um i've also been uh i've been spammed on this where i've asked this question i sent the question out saying any questions you want answer on the podcast and a little known tiktoker called that wrestling gram has replied to the story <laughs> saying why does jeff hardy try so hard to be wardlow <laughs> I mean that that sounds like a really interesting question that's up for debate. I think I, uh, yeah. I tell you, that 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 kid's got a future. Uh... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just keep, we, keep your head down, you're screwed on, just work hard, and yeah, great things could happen for you, Jeff. Don't you? Yeah, that 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 old uh, that new newbie newbie Jeff Hardy. <laughs> and, uh, if he if he carries on being like Wardlow, he should do all right, shouldn't he? <laughs> he should. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but and anyway, if he stops at... being like Wardlow, it'll be, a, it'll be a superstar if he stops being like him. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at these questions. Uh, first off, we have, if I can get it back up, uh, let me do that. Where do you guys think Drew's storyline is going? Every time it seems certain, they throw another twist. So we'll go to Johnny first. I mean, it feels to me as if uh, he's on the verge of doing a CM Punk pipe bomb at this rate. You know, like, and he could, I mean, I guess it depends on if you listen to the dirt sheets, some of them will say he uh, has a short-term contract and he needs the need to sign him because, you know, there's other places that will definitely bring him in. And if you saw his tweet where it says, now do you understand my frustration? Mm. Like, this is all building up to something here where... 
they could do a Money in the Bank 2011 thing again with Drew McIntyre this time. Um, and I'd be all for that. But, like, why is he being left off the Royal Rumble poster? Like, r- whether he's in the main event picture or not, Drew McIntyre is one of the big names on Raw. Why is he mm-hmm. left off that poster? That, to me, is uh, very justified as to why he's not happy. Mm. Um, 20, uh, 22 superstars, I think, are on there, and he's not one of them. Yeah. And that would be a good way of turning a heel. But, again, it's like, but he's not really heel. He's just pissed off. <laughs> like he's still the same guy, but he's getting overlooked. And you know he's got every right to be the way he is at the moment. Um, and I'm not sure where it goes. Like who he goes for in that regard. He has to go for management, I guess, which would mean going for the top guy. So Seth Rollins is the top guy on Raw. So he's he's going for the Golden Boy, I guess. Um, Cody Rhodes will probably be next for him, as everybody else is. <laughs> so, mm. but I just feel like there is something like that could be massive with this if they do it the right way. And I just wonder if they are building to that. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly. Mm. Stu, what are your thoughts on this, buddy? Yeah, I mean, not not too dissimilar, to be honest. Um, I think if they haven't already pulled the trigger on a Drew heel turn, then it it's coming. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see him interfere in the main event on Monday, or if, I assume it'll be the main event, but it's Seth versus Jay, isn't it? So, mm-hmm. you know, there is something there with Drew and Jay. Like, they're still not, you know, they they haven't really finished, finished that feud. So I think that's where he'll go. I think he'll go for Jay next. Um, but whether it's because he tries to reinsert himself back in the title picture or not, I don't know. Yeah, I could, uh, mm. I could see that. I'm also wondering if uh, we might see a certain uh, Chicago made in that main event. Yeah, quite possibly. But, um, who knows? Next well, that's, question. That's a good reason oh. for Drew McIntyre to turn heel as well. Or like, you know, this guy's getting all this attention already. You know, and Drew McIntyre's worked his ass off to get there, and he's not getting any attention. But mm. there's just such an easy storyline there. He's getting ignored. Uh, that I mean, that definitely works. And like you say, it's so easy to do. So yeah, just pull that trigger. Just pull that trigger. The next question, uh, we've spoken about this many times on the podcast before, but we will run through it again just in case answers have changed. Who and when will Roman drop? Who, who and when will Roman drop the title to? And when, obviously, and when will he drop the title? Who and when? Stu, what are you saying? Eddie Rhodes, WrestleMania forty. <laughs> uh, the thing is, I just that feels like the answer that WWE want us to have. But I thought that at thirty nine. So, but I, again, Cody is booked like the golden child. So I, I feel if it is going to be anyone, it's it's going to be him. Um, but I don't know. You know, could they could they keep it going on longer than forty? I'm not sure. I I don't know. I I think it. I I do think it will be Cody. I I mean, I, I may change my prediction come 
when we do our mania predictions because I'll have to see how things pan out because Orton wouldn't be a bad shout. And then have Cody beat Orton in some sort of like mentor, mentee type feud. Um, but no, I'm just the way that he's booked this Cody feels like where they want it to be. But we don't know where that'll last, you know, if if they start to turn on Cody around rumble time, will will plans change? So I guess the thing is they've the beauty of it for them is they've got they've got a lot of people that could do it. They've got people mm. that are credible to do it. So they mm. don't have to put all their eggs in in one basket. But I, yeah, mm. I, I'd still be more inclined to lean towards Cody. Um, although it should have been Jay, but you know, that's fine. So here's a question for you, Stu, just before I get Johnny's answer. If Cody Rowe doesn't do it at WrestleMania 40, does he deserve another the third no no if, if 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 cody doesn't do it at 40 cody doesn't dethrone roman someone else does johnny what are you saying roman when and who solo sakura in the next 18 months um it has to be one of the big events SummerSlam maybe but it, i feel like after all this time wrestlemania should be where it happens so wrestlemania 41 i guess um, or they could have a four year, exactly four years, and have them lose at SummerSlam. But they want that top three record, and Hogan has it until September, so he needs to hold it until I guess Survivor Series next year, if that's the case. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to say solo. Um, in the next eighteen months, I don't know when exactly, but I just feel like it just works with him being the guy to do it. Yeah, I like that answer. Um, yeah, see, I'm kind of in that same. If we get, well, I, I say, if we get to WrestleMania and he's still champion, he's probably going to retain and then break Hulk's record. I, I'm in agreement there. But do they just do it at WrestleMania? And is it Cody? I mean, it shouldn't be. Um, but I'm going to say. As of time of recording, why not? Let's chuck a different answer out there. To let's all have a different answer. I'll say Randy Orton at the Royal Rumble. This this coming Royal Rumble in a month and a half. Why not? Let's chuck a different Oof. answer out there. Yeah, because be because it? we can, and and then have Randy versus Cody at Mania because it's a lot more believable that Cody. And it, so it's weird because for me, in my head, it's more believable beat Roman Reigns than Cody Rhodes can beat Roman Reigns, but it's more believable mm-hmm. that Cody Rhodes can beat Randy Orton than beat Roman Reigns, which is yeah, a, a weird way, but it's just how my head works. Anyway, next question actually comes from a uh, listener and one-time guest of the show, uh, Johnny Lammas, Lariat Wrestling, shout out Lariat. Uh, and he has asked, now that Punk and Orton are back, what's their build-up WrestleMania? Philly, Johnny. Well, CM Punk has to go for uh, Seth Rollins, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, um, does he win the Royal Rumble? I don't think he does. I think there is a way to have CM Punk fight Rollins without. Uh, I feel like Rollins might actually not be champion by WrestleMania. 
because they so don't need the belt in this. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Rollins could be cost the belt because of CM Punk interfering in a match where Damien Priest is there, or they could have a match at the Royal Rumble in which Damien Priest then cashes in on Rollins when they're fighting for the World Heavyweight Title, and then of course. Rollins is the like Punk is the reason why Rollins is no longer champion. Neither of them win it, but the storyline is still there, and Priest can do something else with that belt. Um, I actually think you will you will get it at the Royal Rumble, and then a WrestleMania rematch with the two of them, which I assume it would be um, if the first one's a double countout essentially. Then the second one, Rollins should win it. But I don't know if Punk will accept that. You know, being in the main event is one thing, but I feel like he'll want to also win. Mm-hmm. So it depends on if they can agree on, you know, Rollins coming out on top, because it would make sense for the guy who's been there all this time to beat CM Punk. And I'm going to go with that there. So there's the, they've got two matches in the next six months. And then, of course, there'll be a third one, as you can imagine, where... Whoever won the first one will win the second one. So then it's just two consecutive wins. Because, you know, I just feel like they can have that storyline for about a year or so and then move on to something else. Um, and who was the other one you mentioned? Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yeah. Well, that depends if he beats Roman Reigns. If he doesn't, then I could see him winning the Royal Rumble for a third time. Somebody eventually is going to do it. You know, they want that record tied, and Randy's the only one who. I think could do it unless you do Cena, but I think it has to be Randy if anyone does it. And then, of course, he fights Cody Rhodes when, whenever. I think that one would be for a title. I think Cody has to fight Randy mm-hmm. for the championship. You know, Randy's uh, Cody's first challenge could be fighting Randy Orton. You know, as I've always said, yeah, you've done a lot, but you've never beaten your mentor, have you? So we need to see that first to prove that he's actually good enough to be up that level. But when it comes to the WrestleMania match, I guess the match against Solo, because he wants the bloodline, doesn't he? So, yeah. I don't know who else he would fight. Um, You know, I can't really picture who else there is for him to fight, unless he goes for Logan Paul, or maybe even fights Gunter if he's still IC champion. Yeah, that's not Yeah, actually. Uh, Stu. Uh, not Roman, Randy Punk. Randy and Punk. So, yeah, I th- I think we'll I think we'll see Randy and Roman at the Rumble. Um, I think that makes makes sense. And he's been promised that by Nick Aldis, hasn't he? Um, well, he's been promised the bloodline, so I think that makes sense. Um, for Punk, I I think that they could go down the route of. At some point before the Rumble, whether it's whether it is tonight, whether it's two weeks' time, whatever, um, Punk costs Rollins so that Priest cashes in. And then I think at the Rumble, Rollins interferes and eliminates Punk. And that's how you set up Mania rather than... Um, yeah, or yeah, or or yeah, set it up that way. You could have, as Johnny said, um, a match between them um, rather than it be at the Rumble 
there could be one at Elimination Chamber, but that ends in a double count out because they just, you know, go at each other outside the ring and blah, 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 all that. And then set up a proper match at, at Mania or just do that match at, at Mania. But I think if if there was to have a match at Mania, I'd want a decisive winner. Like rather yeah. than rather than something, yeah. you know, a bit a bit dodgy. Um <clears throat> but yeah, that that again, because I, I just it's not that I want the title off Rollins. I just don't think this match needs it. No. And I, I, no, and I, I don't, think, yeah. You know, I think you could get yeah, you, you could have, you know, that match doesn't need yeah, doesn't need the belt to, to sell that match, really. Um so yeah, I, I think I think we will get punk Rollins. That's the natural and the most obvious um sort of match to go. It just depends how they're gonna sort of get there. Um and yeah, Roman Roman versus Randy would be at the rumble would be my pick as well. Um mm-hmm. mania wise, yeah, I don't know. Unless I don't know, unless Solo costs uh, Randy at the Rumble and then Randy's like, well, I'll take you out at Mania then or something. I, I, I don't know, but it's hard to think of a Mania opponent for him if it's potentially, if you were going to get Roman first. Mm. So as we've been thinking, I've changed my whole thought process yet again because I can't decide on what I think is going to happen. <laughs> So in that moment, what I'm now going to say is that uh, Punk Rollins, I think, is nailed on for WrestleMania. I think we get the first match at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Priest cashes in, so there's not a decisive winner between the two of them. They then have the second match at uh, Saudi. I think there's a Saudi show before, or is that at the beginning of January? Sorry. That's the, so it's the Saudi show's first. Oh, okay. Ignore that. They have it at Elimination <laughs> Chamber, that second match. Yeah. Punk wins, if you want. He wins the first one. Um, and then at WrestleMania, uh, Seth wins. So they've had three matches, but actually they've both only won. They've both won one each. Yeah. Um, so then there's not a, I am better than you or I am better than you. Um, in regards to Randy, I now think that we'll get a two-on-one, I'm going to say a two-on-one handicap match, Jimmy Uso and Solo Sokoa versus Randy Orton. And if Randy Orton can win that match, he gets a work, He gets a go at Roman at WrestleMania for the title. Meanwhile, I know we don't want it to happen, but meanwhile, Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble and picks Roman as well and makes that a triple threat match. Yeah, happen. And then... I, I know we said this in the group chat the other day that Roman can't end this reign by not being pinned, but actually could he and could Cody pin Randy to get the title? And then Roman was actually never beaten for the title. That he was actually never beaten and he can go away and recovery. I know he's got problems with like his scars and stuff are, are hurting and whatever they said, I read online from his leukemia and stuff, it's taken a toll on his body and rightly so it would. And he needs some time to go and rest. And then maybe he can come back in a year or a year and a half and be like, well, actually I never lost it and could pick up there again. I don't know. That's, that's, that's mm. what I'm going with. As of as of now, time of recording ten minutes later from when I made my other predictions, I've changed it. <laughs> so that's what I'm <laughs> going to say anyway. I mean, uh, just as you were talking, um, could could they do something? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, 
So say if say we get Randy, um, yeah, say we get Randy and uh, Roman at May, uh, uh, Rumble, and as per ninety percent of Roman's title matches, Jimmy and Solo help him retain. So then at um, Elimination Chamber, there's set to be a match between uh, Jay and Solo versus Orton, but Orton wouldn't go in alone and he would team up with the man that Solo defeated in Saudi and they they take out Jimmy and Solo to then mean that when Roman's next title defence at Mania, he hasn't got Jimmy and Solo as backup. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, 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 I'd quite like to see Cena and Orton team up just just once again. Just you know that they're, they're great friends outside of the ring. So it'd be and they've got such a history. I think mm-hmm. that'd just be really really cool to do. But I don't know. And then after the match is over, Randy Orton RKO Cena just because. Oh, he just. He just dark yeah. everyone. That's yeah. just what he does. Just, just yeah, because. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's not a problem with that. Okay, perfect. Uh, the next question uh, is not one we're going to answer because it's about Wardlow and Jeff Hardy. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to skip past that. Um, the next question actually comes uh, asked of uh, Chloe. She's actually asked the next question, so shout out, Chloe. Um do you think it's a two it's a two hander this question? Uh first part, do you think Edge is regretting going to AEW? And secondly, how would you react if he did come back to WWE? Johnny, what are you saying? Um in regards to the first part of the question, um after he's had his match with uh, Christian, like what's left? Kind of that always felt like the ultimate goal for him. And now he's having it on a random episode of Dynamite. And it just feels like it's a good way to make a quick book. As mm-hmm. a lot of them have learned that you can make as much money as you want in AW. Just tell them your price and they'll pay it. Um, I don't know if he looks at the crowd thing as a problem. You know, I just he loves wrestling and he loves the creativity. And now he has the creativity to do what he wants. If anyone can make that work. It is him. It is mm-hmm. Adam Copeland. And I do think that, you know, all in, he'll probably be in the main event, whatever that is. Swerve Strickland against Edge in there for the world title. That'd be nice. He's um, nowhere near the world title at all, at all in. Uh, that's only that's that's only going one way at all in. Yeah, of course, with Will Osprey. <laughs> um, Edge and Christian eventually will team up again. I think that is the... Uh, you know, have fun with Uncle Jay, and I think he's going to do this more for his kids than himself. They want him to, you know, they want they're old enough now to watch Edge and Uncle Jay wrestle, and that's what they want, isn't it? So, I think he might be there for maybe two or three years. Um, again, Edge and Christian will be, you know, going hand in hand the whole time, and then, I mean, I'd welcome back to WWE, but it just felt like towards the end, it was like, oh, it's, it's Edge again. And I know how much you like him, and I do like him as well, but I wasn't as, like, bothered the last time. I was just like, eh. I mean, I like you, but it's the same storyline for the whole year, and I just wasn't really bothered by him. But, of course, I always like seeing him, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Stu, what are you saying? Yeah, I mean, I in terms of in terms of does he regret it? I think he gets to go out and finish finish his career Story. with his with his big. <laughs> <laughs> he gets to go out and finish um, finish his career with his best with his best friend whilst getting paid a lot of money to do it. So yes. I I I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be any there'll be any regret there, um, and like like Johnny says, he he loves wrestling. So that co- the contract he might have been offered from WWE might have been, you know, X amount of money for X amount of years, but you're going to wrestle six matches a year, and that's not for him. He wants, mm-hmm. you know. So I I don't think that I don't think that there's a regret there. Um, and yeah, I'd would I welcome him back? I'd I'd welcome him back to WWE because he's Edge and because of his entrance. However, you know, I, I can't think off the top of my head of how old he is now. Um, forty six. Forty six. So, you know, he's forty six when he returns. So he'd be fifty yeah. next year. So in in my yeah, head, is, it, yeah. in my head, he's still forty six. That's, that's um, the last age I knew him at. So, like, you know, would I want to see fifty four, fifty five year old Edge back to compete full time, or you know, back to compete on a contract with WWE? Pro- probably not, really, um, because I don't feel he's got anything left he can do in WWE. So, there's no, what's he going to do? Um, so, but yeah, like Johnny said, I'll always be happy to see Edge because he's Edge. But yeah, I, I, I think he will. I wouldn't be shocked to see him go back to WWE on some sort of legends deal where you know, turn up in Canada to spear some jobber or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I think his actual proper retirement run will come as part of a tag team with Christian in AEW. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. I'll uh, keep my answer short and sweet. Um, I don't know if he regrets going to AEW. Um, Probably not because Christian is there, like we've discussed. And would I welcome him back uh, if he was to come back? Absolutely. Welcome back, my dude. Let's go. But that's obviously because edge is edge to me. So, but yeah, Yeah. I would, yeah, absolutely welcome him back. If you ever want to come back, the door is open, just like we know it's not closed for. Anybody, anybody, anyone anybody. can come back. Out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the last question we have, um, and then we will move on to some topics of what happened this week. Uh, this one comes at the uh, courtesy. Is that the right word? Uh, this one comes <laughs> from, we'll just say that, it comes from, it comes from Andy. Shout out, Andy. Upgraded us at all in. Uh, yeah. Love that. Um, <laughs> he has said, uh, who do you think the mystery NXT star is in the uh, Intercontinental Championship. He thinks it's uh, Carmelo Hayes. What are you saying, Stu? I unfortunately think it will be Bron Breaker. Um, I don't think it will be Carmelo Hayes because he's got that stuff going on with Trick and with uh, Lexus King. So I think, I just think it's probably the next logical step for Bron Breaker. Um, But, I also wonder how they'll book that because, you know, 
I don't think I'd want to see him come straight in and get a title shot, but they mm-hmm. can't afford for him to come in and lose straight away. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see what they do. But yeah, I think it'll be Bron Breaker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. sorry, I'm just going to say I misspoke. Yeah. I called it the IC tournament. It's not, it's the US tournament. Johnny, oh, who, do you, yeah. who do you? Uh, um, I agree with Stu. I think it's Bron Breaker. Like, what's left for him to do? There's nothing. You know, he's, uh, unless he fights for the world title again, fights Carmelo Hayes or Ilya Dragunov, which I'm sure they've had multiple matches against both of them. I, I don't need to see that again. There's nothing left. He has to be that guy. Um, because I just feel like, well, who else could it be? I mean, Tony D'Angelo, obviously he's one of the other top guys I can think of, but he's in a tag team at the minute, and I don't think that he's quite ready for that. Brown Breaker has to be the answer. Because mm-hmm. yeah. who else is there, really? <laughs> I'm going to kind of lean towards Brown Breaker as well. Um, I did say Mellow the other day, but then Stu reminded me of what he's got going on at the moment, so probably not Mellow. Um, it would be nice if it was someone like Baron Corbin, see him on SmackDown again. That'd mm-hmm. be nice. Um, but I just worry it's going to be so... Not worry, that's the wrong word. But they showed us on SmackDown a couple of weeks ago, Dragon Lee versus Axiom. Uh, so I wonder if they're going to try and do something like that again. And it's not someone that we think, and it is just like a, an Axiom, someone that can take a loss to push Dragon Lee further in the tournament, maybe. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it it probably is Brombreaker if we're... If we're thinking realistically, like you say, there's nothing left for him to do, so it probably probably is Bron Breaker. Is because uh, I've not actually seen the um, the tournament bracket. Is uh, is Pete Dunne in the tournament? No. So uh, say because no. that that would be you know you have Pete Dunne. He obviously had that interaction with Pretty Deadly. So then you have Tyler Bate come up to support mm-hmm. Pete Dunne, but yeah. However, um, I did find out that apparently Kevin Owens has an injury. Is that real or not? The hat, the broken uh, hand thing. Oh, uh, I don't know if it was part of the storyline. Then I'm, maybe it doesn't matter. Then, um, but if it wasn't, I was going to say that means that there might be a space there. But if it is part of the storyline, which uh, I guess that would make sense. You know, he's a fighting champion. No matter what happens, he'll, he he is my pick to win it. If um, yeah. if there's nobody, if there is a like a work injury, then he is the guy that I think wins it. Just whilst we're on this tournament, one thing that's really annoyed me about it is they've announced a couple of matches for next week, and one of them is Bobby Lashley versus Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross doesn't stand a chance before he's even got out the gate, and it's really, really unfair. It's really yeah. unfair on Karrion Cross. I don't know, don't know what you guys think. It's very um, unreal, unlike untraditional WWE here having two heels. I know Bobby Lashley doesn't really act like a heel, to be honest, but he is one. And then Karrion Cross, that character can't be anything but a heel. So you've got two heels fighting against each other here. And yeah, Karrion Cross won't win, which is, again, a real shame. But then there was rumours of this major push that he was going to get or something in 2024. So that could be the start of this, but... Um, yeah, it's. I like both of them a lot, and it's just a shame that this is the first match they come up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will now move on to some talking points. Just before we do that, Johnny, I am going to task you because I'm looking at the notes for this episode. I'm going to task you with by the time we get to the end, you're you are going to have a don't delete the tweet for Stu to send out, right? Okay, 
Okay, so I'm going to leave that with you, and we'll come back to that at the end. Um, we will jump into what should we jump into first? Um, I'm actually going to delete off of here. We did have Punk's first opponent, but I feel like we've covered that off yeah. in those questions. That is, it has to be Seth, doesn't it? Yeah. So I'm going to take that away. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna chuck over to Johnny here because it looks like. LA Knight is going to tag with another top talent again. <laughs> Firstly, what is this about? And is his rise as a solo star being blocked because of this? I don't think it's been blocked. Um, I think this is just they don't really know what to do with him. They have their plans for what they want in WrestleMania season, and he's not part of the main event that they have planned. So they need to give him something to do. And also, he is the top guy in terms of merchandise sales besides CM Punk, and they need to keep the guy who's selling all the merchandise on TV. They can't ignore that. And Randy Orton coming back, he's already teamed with John Cena, and, you know, it was almost like a seal of approval, you know, like John Cena is teaming with him, see how good this guy really is. Obviously, he seemed to like him a lot. So I think this is another way of going, team with Randy, see what he thinks of you, see how good he thinks you are because he's obviously been here a long time. And if he thinks you're good enough to move to the same level as he is, then, you know, in 2024 could be a year where you see him regularly fighting for the in the main event. Um, mm. But I don't know if it's stalling it. I don't think they do that now. Like a few years ago, they would have just dropped the gimmick completely because it's not what they want. But I think they're just trying to fill time and they don't know where to fit LA Knight in because WrestleMania against Logan Paul, fine, but that's six months, that's four months away. What do we do with them before then? Mm -hmm. Well, teaming with another big star because he's not mid-card. He's not someone he can put on against Cedric Alexander. You know, he has to be in the main event and Randy Orton is in the main event and mm -hmm. teaming with them. And I've guaranteed, as I said, Guarantee next week the main event is Randy and LA Knight against Solo and Jimmy Uso. 100% that is the main event of SmackDown. Definitely, definitely. And yes. just before we come to you, Stu, for yours, Johnny, just a quick yes or no, and then I'll ask the same thing to Stu. Mm. Is LA Knight in the final four of the Royal Rumble? Yes. Perfect. Stu, yeah. is LA Knight yeah, is. in the yeah. final <laughs> four of the Royal Rumble? Yeah. No. Okay. So who's your final four? Just quickly before you give us your thoughts on LA Knight. Gunther, Cody, Jimmy and Jay. Nice. That's that's a nice final four. Um, anyway, I, I digress. Uh, LA Knight, teaming with top talent again. Do you think his solo career has been halted? I think, I think for me, there's a difference between halted and hindered. Because I don't think it's being hindered. I think it is just being halted by the fact that, like Johnny said, he's Randy is back and Randy is clearly going to be the focus for Roman for, for a little bit of time. There's this US title tournament for, you know, for Logan and, and that side of it. So how do you keep the momentum that, that LA Knight has got because he need, like Johnny says, he needs to be in that main event picture. Put, yeah, putting him in in tag matches with the top the top guys. 
makes the most sense. I don't. I think it is. I think the solo push is being slightly halted because of where where we are. But I don't think it's being hindered. I think this is mm. just this is just a means to an end to keep him front and center until we get on the road to Mania, where I think it will be him and Logan Paul. Mm. I guess I guess I asked this question to you guys because I was just a, a, a little bit worried for him because obviously I do want to see him succeed. But obviously mm. last week he came out in the Kevin Owens, Grayson Waller, Austin Theory segment and I thought, oh, he's going to team with KO. Uh, obviously that didn't happen. And then this week he came out at the end and it looks like he's going to team with that. That probably will happen. Um, I do have him in the final four of the Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah. Gun- Gunther, Cody... LA Knight and Jay. I don't think I don't think Jimmy's there in in my in my booking. Trying to think of that final one because I'm Cody Gunter, LA Knight, and then it's that last one I can't think of. I mean, I was I was thinking CM Punk. Yeah. Um, if Randy doesn't win, then he would be in the final four for me. Um, yeah, that's that's not a bad shout actually either. But I think I'll go Drew McIntyre, actually, final four. Nice, yeah, yeah. that's a solid yeah. shout. It, it, yeah. I mean, there, there's plenty of... There's there's a lot of choices, aren't there? That's the thing. Yeah. And, and right now, because we still don't know, you know, obviously Cody's entered, but, you know, we don't really know where else things are fitting in. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to it's hard to fully know. You know, like you say, you could they could announce Seth versus Punk for, for the Rumble. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, and things like that. So it's, I guess, it's difficult to to fully know yet. But if Brock has taught us anything, it's that you can be in a world title match at the Royal Rumble and then still be in the Rumble match itself. No, no Brock can do that. Yes. Well, That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Stu, what's going on with damage control? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're just it's just horrendous the booking of damage control n- not just as a group but the but individually in damage control is painful and it's re- like you know and I'm I'm not going to include D- Dakota Kai in this because she's obviously been injured she's not not long come back etc cetera, etc cetera. but Io Sky is the is the women's SmackDown women's champion. She's not even the main focal point of her of the faction that she's in. Yet we're supposed to take her seriously as the women's champion. Like that, that's an issue for me. Um, Bailey is just being made to look really silly all of the time. And again, I get that there's a little bit of a means to an end because I think that face turn is going to come for Bailey. Kyrie Zane is fantastic and she had a really underwhelming return at the Saudi show. I don't think the pop was as loud as it deserved to have been. She lost at War Games and she's lost her first singles match since she's come back. So that's pointless. And then Asuka, it almost felt like in her mind she was going for a little bit of a like can't beat them, join them type thing. And again, has lost since she's joined them. So 
I don't think that damage control is really enhancing anyone that's in it. Um, and it really should be because I know this is a this is a hot take, but there's more to the SmackDown women's talent than Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Well, I know that's really I know that that's really difficult for the SmackDown writers to to comprehend. But you know, not everything has to be about them too. And I just think, and I know we sort of spoke about this earlier, Johnny. But like, if in because I, I I'm probably about i know we're a month or so out i'm probably going to nail my colors to the mast and have bailey win the women's royal rumble and go on to defeat eo sky at wrestlemania so i know you know when we're talking about it in a year's time etc we'll be saying oh you know eo sky had a nine ten month whatever um women's title run then we'll look at the quality of the title run and it's not been very good because yeah. she's because she's been overlooked in every single thing that she's ever been in, and I, yeah. I just and I, and again, this is where, you know, everyone says about how badly, you know, Rhea's title run's been, but, you know, again, like I've said before, which of those titles is more important right now? Which one feels like a big deal? Like, you know, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that I. I've just got, I've got lots of issues with, with damage control. And I, the thing is, I like each member individually of damage control. And I, I just think they should get better than what they are actually getting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And because actually, I mean, has there been a sort of an all women's faction previously, like a proper one? Like I know um, that like, you know, I know Absolution was like three of them and, you know, um, what was uh, there was oh uh, right, Gigi right, Cody, squad. Jason Jade and yeah, um, uh, Mandy Rose. Um, what were they called? Toxic, Toxic Attraction. Attraction. Toxic yeah. Attraction. That's it. And then yeah, like I say, the Riot Squad as well. But like this, you know, this should be a five six women group. is is pretty rare to be honest, and they're not being written as a group that are, you know should be taken seriously. When if you look at them, they should be. Mm. Well, just before we come to you, Johnny, I'm going to chuck this back to you, Stu, because I know it's going to wind you up. But if Bailey gets booted out of damage control, she might need a little bit of backup. And they're in the rumour mill. It looks like Sasha Banks might be looking for something to do. What would be your thoughts on that? So, yeah, so then Sasha would come back and then two months later, take her ball and go home and leave Bailey on her own again. So, I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that probably wouldn't be my pick for Bailey to go, to go and make herself better. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I've said, if, if that was a means to an end, so that we get, so the person that was more deserving of the spotlight, i.e. Bailey, got to where she should be, then absolutely do it. But I don't think that Sasha is the way to do that because she wouldn't she doesn't like other people having too much success um and i also don't think you put an ego like sasha banks onto the smackdowns roster where she's not going to be a bigger star than bianca she's not going to be a bigger star than charlotte and if jay cargill goes on to smackdown she's not going to be a bigger star than jay cargill she's not going to play fourth fiddle 
or at least four fiddle. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Johnny, what are your thoughts on damage control and where they're at currently? Well, it's just a way of putting women's wrestling on TV at the moment in WWE's eyes. And that is uh, something I've always had an issue with. I've always said I don't mind if it's women wrestling or men's wrestling. If it's a good storyline, that's all I want. And they are trying, I think, to make women's wrestling more believable. But then they just lack something. Like they do this where there's a big faction of women. And rather than making them look strong, let's just book the uh, randomly put together team. Yes, they're all individually popular. But let's just, you know, rather than the dominant faction, which they'll refer to as a very dominant faction when they aren't. And it's just, again, I just feel like they don't know what they're doing half the time. It's just like week by week. Let's just decide on the day what to do with them. And the important thing to them is get Charlotte over, get Bianca over, and then everyone else, well, you know, you're on the card, aren't you? You know, just be happy with that. Mm. Um, Bailey that is, is the way, they, that is the way it looks. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, and Bailey is the only one who I think would be taken seriously by the management, everybody else. I don't like using, like, the idea of them going, oh, look what we've got here. We've got uh, three women who are from Japanese wrestling, so obviously we're trying to give everyone opportunities from different, you know, regions. I don't like having to feel that way, but I just feel like WWE are going, let's put all the Japanese women together because that's, you know, we can't creatively do anything else with them besides make them a group. You know, I just... And it's just lazy booking, really. You know, it's just so, so, so lazy. And again, they're on TV, so they should be grateful about that, I guess, is their logic. Yeah, and like we say, that's that's not right, and that's not the no. not the way it should be done. And yeah, I, I think they should be... There's, there's enough of them to be able to take out Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. There's enough of them to be able to take out Charlotte Flair. They're not... Charlotte and Bianca aren't supernatural. They're not yeah. superhuman, like the SmackDown writing team would like you to believe. Um, like again, obviously, you know, WWE is the wrestling promotion that we all love. And it's just the problem is someone like Bailey, who they know will do whatever they tell her to do. And they take advantage of someone like that, where it's like, well, you love WWE, don't you? So you're not going to mind if we make you lose every week. And well, she, she, you know, she's, <laughs> she's essentially getting to the female equivalent of the Miz, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. She's so much more deserving than that. But because she's been such a workhorse, it's kind of worked against her because they know they can just tell her whatever they want and she'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like you say, it doesn't always work in your favor mm-hmm. if you are, if you are like that. Yeah. Um, the next topic we're going to talk about, and it's actually the last topic I have before we move on to don't delete the tweet. Um, Randy Orton has signed with SmackDown. Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce both came out contracts in hand. Uh, those two, Firstly, work very well together. Um, mm. It's quite entertaining to see. But before we get to the actual signing of the contract, Randy Orton gave an RKO to Jimmy Uso. And if you've seen after SmackDown <laughs> went off air, Jimmy Uso did not move. He had to be rolled out the way whilst they moved the carpet from underneath him. A guy held him in the air and then rolled him back into the ring again. 
that that's se selling it its finest, isn't it, Stu? What what like <laughs> Jim, Jimmy Uso's on to something here, isn't it's, he? Oh, it's so good. He's just and I think you know that's the beauty of sort of the you know the dark matches or the you know the the post show things because they just you know Jimmy's obviously got a lot of creativity and a lot of personality and it just like it gives him that opportunity and it gives anyone that opportunity to, to sort of showcase that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was well good. thought it was really funny. A lot of time for it. Mm, and Johnny, he's, he's really selling the RKO as well. As, as, <laughs> he as is. Yeah. So look like Austin would uh, have the stunner sold by some wrestlers, you know, just that it's devastating. And he's actually proven that like, well, it's a devastating move. So I shouldn't be able to get up from it straight away. You know, and he's making everyone remember. Well, you know, if it's the three most devastating letters in WWE, then uh, I'm going to make it feel like that. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I just hope that he does that in all house shows as well. Like, if he gets an RKO, that he just is there till the ring crew try to dismantle the <laughs> ring, and he's still just lying. <laughs> they they should have like they should have gone back. Actually, they should have gone back like after everyone had left, and like someone was like turning off the lights to the arena, and he was still just laying there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would have been uh, that would have been fun. Um, I guess we've kind of covered off where Randy's going to go now that he's signed with SmackDown. What what his next moves are going to be? Um, but did you see it coming? Because I didn't. I thought he was going to stay on Raw and be a Raw superstar. Stu, what what are you saying? Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I thought that he might he might stay on Raw. Um, but I'm glad he's come to SmackDown because. Mm -hmm. I do think he brings that certain bit of star power that potentially SmackDown lacks a little bit when Roman isn't there. Um, you know, obviously there are still still big stars on on SmackDown, but if Roman isn't there, who is that big star on SmackDown? Realistically. Well, Johnny would have you believe it's LA night. Uh, and, yeah. and that and, and that's and that's absolutely fine. But you know, again, then you compare LA night to Randy Orton. And the, the mm -hmm. star it's just a different level of star power, isn't it? Um mm -hmm. and that's not to say that LA Knight couldn't get there, because I think he probably could. And I think someone like Solo could get there. But mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know, immediate, you know, parachute in, we need some some star power, you, you you don't look much further than Orton, do you? So I, I I was surprised, but I'm glad, and I think it does make sense for for that side of things. Mm. And and like we were saying, it's it's inevitably Roman, isn't it? Where where yeah. he ends up? Yeah, yeah, it has to be. Um, Johnny, Randy Orton, SmackDown. I I thought he would stay a free agent. If I'm honest, I thought he would be one of those who's just well, he's Randy Orton. You know, he doesn't need to be anywhere. And is you know they need the star power but i think that's probably to do with the tv deal as well where yeah yeah raw's on usa network smackdown is on fox sport and i think it's moved somewhere else but i think that's part of like a sweetener sort of thing going you promised to have randy orton on your channel only if mm. we move to this network or something like that and i, I believe that could be a, a reason why they did that and smackdown just feels like a lot i mean it already was probably the one i prefer to watch but having Randy there as well just makes it that much better. As I say, Raw is difficult to watch sometimes because of how long it is. 
And had Randy yeah. been on SmackDown, just makes it even worse because if he was on Raw, we'd be like, oh, well, we'll, you know, get to the Randy Orton match maybe. But now it's like, well, they don't even have that. So it's good that he's on SmackDown, but also it makes it, it's not good for Raw that he's done that. I guess I guess they were kind of looking at it. If you have Randy Orton and CM Punk both return on the same night as well, they probably thought, well, mm-hmm. we can't give them both to Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? My mind's gone completely blank, so it doesn't matter what I was going to say. Um, did you boys have anything else you wanted to discuss before we moved on to don't delete the tweet? So I've, I've got something, um, but you know, I don't want to get us cancelled because I am going to do something that you're not allowed to do in the wrestling world. So, okay, well. Before you say it, we're going to disclaim and say this is the views of Stu Matos and Stu Matos only, unless <laughs> we decide that we agree. So I'm going to criticise AEW and Tony Khan. And I know you're not allowed to do that, because if you do that, you're a mark and you hate everything. But just recently, um, there's been lots of lots of stuff with... Jay White not being particularly happy, Matt Hardy not being particularly happy, QT Marshall has left, Britt Baker has openly criticised AEW on um, Twitter for the you know her promo time and stuff that she's had. Um, but I was I was under the impression, according to um, you know Tony Khan and the internet, that CM Punk was the big issue with AEW. And CM Punk, CM Punk isn't in AEW now, and he hasn't been for quite some time. Um, and I, you know, I, I enjoy AEW. I've got no, you know, they've got great stars, and I, they've had some great matches and great moments and all that stuff. But I think sometimes you've got to call a spade a spade. And Tony Khan is not a good booker of wrestling. Like that, that, you know, um, and it's all well and good, you know, like hell, if, if, if I had Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay on my roster and I said, I'll just go do a match. Like, yeah, that's fine. Like, you know how good that's going to be, but there is, there is a distinct lack of long-term or good stories that run through AEW in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, you know, you can kind of discount the stuff going on with Adam Copeland and Christian because that is a good story. However, that's a little bit circumstantial because if Edge's on contract hadn't run out, you know, that wouldn't have ever happened. Well, um, also, that's that story's not original, is it? No. No. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I say, I'm not... It's not that I hate AEW or anything like that. I just think if some of the stuff that's happened or is happening in AEW was being as broadcast from WWE, if it was happening inside WWE, they would be getting absolutely slated and absolutely hammered. But AEW, you can't can't criticise AEW because that's apparently not allowed, but I'm going to do it. So yeah, let's say I, yeah, I've got no issue with AEW. I like AEW, but I think when 
you know, all these rumours are coming out and that all these stories are coming out, but then the, the, the you know, the party line is how, how much of an issue CM Punk was. He's He's not been there since August or mm-hmm. September. So... You know, and again, Punk is abs- was absolutely no angel and did bring controversy, like an, an issue, absolutely. But, you know, that was three months ago. So, yeah. wh- wh- you know, wh- why, why is this still happening if, you know, if Punk wasn't, you know, was the issue? Um, and lastly, not... Not so much because I, I have potentially got an answer for this, and I guess this isn't anything potentially to do with CM Punk or anything. But we're now in December. As of the third of December, Malachi Black has had no singles matches on a in AEW this year. That's crazy. A- apparently, and I, again, this is only through some internet rumors. He has got a bad back, so put him in trios matches, he doesn't have to, you know, car- like carry the load. But even so, I mean, that's mad. That's a really... Cr- and it, and if if his back is so bad that he can't carry a singles match, like stop using him for a bit and let him... Like, I'd much rather not see Malachi Black for three months if it then meant you could get a singles run from him. Yeah. Like... But yeah, that's again. That's I love Malachi Black, so that's probably a personal mm-hmm. thing as well. Yeah, no, and that's that's fair enough. Um, Johnny, what do you make of all this? And secondly, um, I learned the other day. I actually got Stu's answer on this this morning. Um, twenty percent of the male roster in AEW are former WWE guys. That's that's quite a high number, right? And just mm-hmm. to caveat that, that is guys that have been on the main roster, not guys that have had an indie run before, been in NXT for a little bit, and then gone to AW, i.e. Luchasaurus, for example. That's like, it's yeah. just main roster guys. So 20%, that's that's quite high, isn't it? And, yeah. And you, you, sorry, Joe, Jay, you said that's about 120 people. Like, oh, yeah, the male roster. 120, uh, 120-ish. I think it's about 125 is the male roster. 20% of that is ex-WWE guys. Yeah, like as I say, it's um, it's all right when AEW sign X talent, but it's not when it's the other way around. It's like, oh, look, you signing an X AEW talent. Um, as I've said, the biggest problem with AEW is Tony Khan, always has been, and I like AEW because I like a lot of the wrestlers there. Obviously, we're going to see the show, so people can criticize, say, well, why are you going to the show if you don't like him? Like, I don't like the guy who runs it. People didn't like Vince McMahon, but they still went to WrestleMania. Like, it's just. The guy who runs AW is not a businessman. He's a very, very rich kid who is playing toy time with these real wrestlers. That that is it. Um he's never had to be, you know, ruthless like Vince McMahon, because all he has to do is be like, How much do you want? Right. Mm-hmm. A pit. That's it. Like Jericho and all those people jump on Twitter to defend Tony Khan. It's like, yes, because they know that Tony is an idiot, right? And will pay whatever they ask because he wants to be friends with people. So Tony Khan is wanting to be popular and wants to be cool with the guys because the girl wrestling, the lady wrestling, doesn't really matter to him because, yeah, but Chris Jericho, I want to be besties with Jericho and Daniel Bryan and all these people like Kenny Omega and, 
he really has this obsession with being popular with the Japanese wrestling fan base, I've noticed, like the whole Forbidden Door stuff. And um, and it's all about a very insecure, lonely man who doesn't have any friends. I'm very sad to say that, but that's what it is with Tony Khan. You know, and wrestling is the only thing that keeps him happy. And so he'll pay whatever price they ask because it's his little happiness and his little thing. But he's so wrapped up in that that he forgets that there are people who have been ignored. And I don't think he realizes that he's ignoring these women wrestlers. I mm-hmm. think he just is so wrapped up in trying to be popular that he's forgetting some of the people who work there. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's a shame because, again, I love wrestling and I like AEW, but the guy tries too hard. <laughs> like, he doesn't have to be the writer, the promoter, a talent. He doesn't have to do all of that. Someone else could do the writing for him, you know, but he seems to insist on doing everything himself and it's not healthy. And and the thing is as well, what what's almost baffling is actually probably the word I'd use, is at one point in that company, you've got William Regal, JR, Tony Schiavone, Taz, um, like even Mark Henry and Paul White. There are six guys that have been around, like Jericho, throw Jericho into that list. Like you've got six or seven guys that have been around forever in lots of different environments in the biggest companies in the world that are wrestling brains and wrestling minds, but they've not got any responsibility of how that, sh- how that company is run. Mm. And if you look at like all the interviews as well, every interview is Tony Khan. Yeah. You ever see interviews yeah. with any other AEW talent? It's insecurity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even now, Stu, what you were just saying, Chuck Edge and Christian into the mix. Yeah. They could they could they could probably book a show. Like Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I appreciate but, he's got all the money in the world, and that's great. There is another promotion for wrestlers to go to, but that doesn't mean he has to do everything. Yeah. Or, and he also doesn't have to try and buy other companies, Ring of Honor, to make, to yeah. try and grow it even more. Like, just stick with what you've got. Be yeah. the owner. Like, do what Vince did. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to sit in Gorilla, sit in Gorilla, fine. But let other people that know how to do that job, that is their mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Let them do that. You do your job. Be Be the owner, fine. Be the vice chairman, whatever you want to be, fine. But... Mm-hmm. There are people where that that is their job. Let them do their job. I think one of the best one of the best ways to look at it. This is kind of a Dave Meltzer wrestling promotion because Tony Khan's admitted to reading the Observer newsletter, you know, and Dave Meltzer is like a hero to him essentially. So whatever you see on AW is pretty much Dave Meltzer recommending. This is the match everybody wants to see. Mm-hmm. This is what everybody wants because like he listens to what he says as gospel. Um, and this idea that AEW is, you know, better for women's wrestling, better for, you know, younger talent to come through and more equal, that's something that I think the wrestling fan base has made up because they want it to be that. Mm-hmm. I don't think AEW has ever really been, we're going to give women better chances here, we're going to, you know, do all of these things. Because then he goes and signs Ric Flair. Like, all right, so what we've been seeing either isn't true or it's been made up completely by the internet yeah. to convince us that AEW is better than WWE in every single way. And and, and, you, and saying about that, sorry, Jay, I was just saying, saying about that. So, and again, 
potentially a bit of a hot take, but are you telling me that Keith Lee and I mean, I, I probably maybe Samoa Joe, that's 50 50, and possibly um, Claudio Castagnoli, 50 50. Are them three in better positions and have more success now in AEW than they had in WWE? Well, I, I, I you know, Claudio definitely. He he's not. He might be in a slightly better position, but let's not forget he did fight Roman for the world title. Yeah, he he's not going to be in an AEW world title match anytime soon. No, no, Ooh. and you know, again, Samoa Joe. Yeah, you you can throw all this stuff like you you know about Ring of Honor. But that's that's not Tony Khan doesn't see that as a serious thing. No, you know um, he just wanted more talent. Yeah, you know he, and, yeah, he just wanted more talent and more belts you know, to play with. You, you look at you look at Miro. Is he in a better position than he was? Like, I, I I would argue not. Um, you know, and I just think it's we we sort of touched upon this um, this morning. I think Jay, the thing is. Tony Khan seems very much like, you know, you know I, I remember when Keith Lee made his debut, looked absolutely ridiculous, like so good, you know, was booked like a like a monster for three weeks and then someone else was released and then they come in and then Keith Lee's just not showing, like, it's just so, he's so sort of, Tony seems to be so instant gratification, like driven mm-hmm. that, as soon as you get someone else, you the, the, that last person is completely forgotten about. Um, and and he's not made. I've just literally just thought of this now on the spot. He's not made anyone that's come from WWE to AEW a world champion, an AEW world champion that wasn't a world champion in WWE. Moxley, Jericho, Punk, Punk. Yeah, they were world champions in yeah. WWE. Yeah. So. Yeah. Of course they're going to be, but like you say, your your Keith Lee's, you like, yeah, Keith Lee's, Malachi Blacks, Miro's, yeah, Claudio Castagnoli's, like they're not, yeah, they're not. Obviously, he does have people that have been world champions in WWE that aren't that haven't been world champion in AEW, Daniel Bryan, but. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the only one. I've, uh, yeah, is that the only one? I've well, we also, I think, we're coming from like in a society where wrestlers all want gratification. So now we've mm. got this tournament where a wrestler can win three championships, and it just feels like everyone wants like a participation medal at this point. Like mm-hmm. the world champion's great, but then there's like, well, if you don't win that, you know, there's the Ring of Honor World Title we've got here now. We've got this uh, the Continental Title, this International Belt. The TNT title's been, you know, tre- like a world title level. And that's great, but it's like, how many belts do you want? You know, there's the Owen Hart tournament. There's a belt there as well. Um, and it's, it's trying to make everyone his friend, you know, because he doesn't seem to... It, the money doesn't matter to him. You know, CM Punk said, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money. With Tony Khan, it's, I'm not here to make money. I'm here to make friends, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He'll piss all the money away if it means yeah. he can have friends at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um was that your AEW rant over? Yeah, I think or? I think I think I'm probably done. Uh, before yeah. we get cancelled, I think I'm prob- <laughs> probably done. So. In in which case, Johnny, 
what is mm-hmm. Stu sending us? Take us home with the don't delete the tweet. What is yeah. he sending out and who is it to? There right. we go. That's Pete Dunn, YXB. <laughs> I'm already not liking it. Uh, there's, there's already not. Hey, um, uh, YXB. Yep, yep. Team Ridge for life. Oh. <laughs> what we don't realise is Stu is writing the like he's writing these down. He's making a list. Stu likes a list. <laughs> I, I am not making I'm... a list. Of everyone we've done, and we yeah. will, karma will come around for us. Oh, yes. Oh. <laughs> hey, Pete Dunn, YXB, Team Ridge for life, XOXO. Yep. I feel like Butch is someone that might reply. Well, I, 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 feel, I, feel, I feel like Butch is someone that might hurt me. Like that's, like that, that's also something I feel. Thanks, um, Do you have. Uh, fingers that need bitten off. Yeah. I can sort that out for you. <laughs> I, I, if, if we ever meet Pete Dunn, I am not shaking his hand if he reads this tweet <laughs> like that. <laughs> I get broken. He's oh. going to reply back to you, being like, "Hey, Stu, your pinky's going to look pretty good next to your thumb." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that was. You might, you might have Rich Holland uh, retweet the corner. That's my boy. We well, yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, I'm sort of stand behind Ridge for protection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of another episode. We only have two left to go this side of Christmas. Uh, two left to go in this year, actually. Two more episodes, 48 and 49. We'll be back at the beginning of January for episode 50. But for now, I have been your host, J.E. WrestleTalk. Johnny, where can people find you online? Find me at uh, Johnny Goldsmith on TikTok and, um, well, Instagram as well. The link is in my bio on there, but TikTok is my main focus. So help me get to 20K on there. Perfect. Help him get to 20K. Go follow him and go follow him now. And if you've got a backup account, follow him on there as well. (laughs) Stu, you are three a wave or has that changed no no it's it is three i'm on four nine nine seven and so tell us about that and tell us where people can find you uh yeah so i have i'm very very close on the road to 5k i want to finish my story um i was i was hoping <laughs> I'd, I'd initially said i'll finish the story by the rumble but with three away if i could finish it by christmas that would be um or if I could finish it by episode forty-nine, our last one before Christmas, that would be um, that would be a dream. Uh, so yeah, my my main social is my TikTok, that wrestling guy at TWG nineteen ninety-one for all sorts of wrestling content daily. Perfect. And you can find us as a collective on TikTok, Snapbacks and Beards. You can listen to this podcast wherever you want on Spotify, all major listening platforms. You can find me on TikTok at JE WrestleTalk for all your daily wrestling content. You can also find me on Instagram at JE WrestleGram. And best believe I'm going to plug the shit out of this one, boys. <laughs> you can also now find me on YouTube at JE WrestleTube. Go and follow. There's videos on there. There's shorts on there. Um, Different videos to ones that I'm putting on TikTok. It's different content. It's still wrestling content, but it's different, slightly longer. There are some shorts on there as well, some shorter videos. But 
go and give that a follow. But as I say, collectively, we are known as Snapbacks and Beards, and you can find us on TikTok with that search. As always, thank you to my two co-hosts for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will see you next time.